Hello, my friends. It's your pizza delivery driver, Wolf the Dog, and I'm here to deliver you a box of hot, fresh, contention news pizza in 30 minutes or less, or you get your money back. And y'all know we are delivering that steamy, gooey, cheesy news straight from 694.2 PTBP. Wolf the Dog's favorite kind of pizza is mayonnaise pizza with anchovies on it. I like my pizza to have some extra stink on it, my babies. Now before y'all burn the roof of your mouth on that hot delivery, we got an announcement. This week, Wolf is here to tell y'all that we are going to have a special presentation in a few weeks here on 694.2 PTBP, Contention's newest and only radio station. We are going to broadcast a recap episode with listener Q&A from a podcast called pretending to be people. If you have questions for any of the fine people on that show, send them to at pretendingpod on Twitter or Instagram, or post them on our Facebook page or the subreddit, or email them to pretendingpod at gmail.com, or go all out. Record audio of you asking your questions and send them that so they can use it in the episode, my babies. Speaking of questions, I want answers. It's time for the news. Officer Keith Vigna convinced a woman to murder Ferguson, his handsome and well-dressed brother. He then murdered that woman and stole the watch that was passed down from William Beans off of Fergie's corpse. Currently, Keith is in bed at Hotel Motel. Call him Ferguson, call him the Duke, Either way, he's a real motherfucker. Currently, Officer John Lee Pettymore and Drew Andrews are being held hostage by the Fonzie lady who works for Marvin Glass after she killed two of the Pettymore cousins. I'm grieving all week with you, John P. Officer Clark Bishop was inducted into the Circle of Knowledge. There, he ran into a mysterious woman from his past. Currently, Clark is in a cab headed back to contention from the mill on the other side of the city. There's always something happening in contention, and 100% of the time it is Gutsu with no backbone. guy jump in front of my car today and I thought I had killed him and in fact I think he might have been a ghost because I don't know how I didn't hit him. Wait, what? I was driving <laughs> downtown. Joe killed again but he just kept going. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> I was driving downtown right in front of Jimmy John's. This guy was walking on the sidewalk and I don't know if he was fucking with me or if he really was trying to commit suicide but he did this big exaggerated oh, leap wow. in front of my car and I didn't adjust. I, I mean, he was. It was as if he had. He wanted to like slap my headlight. He was that close when he jumped. Weird. And uh, I didn't feel a bump or anything. And I looked in my rearview mirror, and he was just walking and like looked at me and just kept walking with headphones on. I don't know what Weird. he was doing. I think he was fucking with me. But th- th- how I didn't hit him is still a mystery to me. It was insane. That's a dumb way to fuck with people. Yeah. My life in danger. I know a hilarious prank. <laughs> When I went to the movie today, um, I picked the second row in the very middle where no one else was sitting. And then uh, I sit down and the waiter comes up and I look over and the w- woman that had come in behind me with three very rowdy children 
comes and like looks and she goes, oh, I didn't realize you were sitting here and sits right next to me with her three kids. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like, hey, I'm your dad now, kids. It wasn't a bunch of kids, but that happened to me at LMO where it was an empty theater and I'd got my tickets early and then one other guy had gotten the seat next to me. Yeah. It, I was like, why would you have picked that? Or why did they give you that seat? I don't understand how well, this happened. <laughs> and like, she said something, she's like, Oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I came to the, a children's movie, you know, I, sure. Um, I was kind of expecting kids to be here. I was like, just didn't expect somebody to sit right next to me. And she goes, you look really familiar. And it turns out, I had served her at Gilardi's once and she added me on Facebook like <laughs> oh, a long time ago. Wow. And but she's like she can't be thirty years old, but like gotcha. Yeah. So oh, she was yes. like talking to me, but she was fucking talking to me the whole time. The whole movie. Oh, throughout the like, movie? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. She did share her pizza and her popcorn with okay, me though. That's cool <laughs> as fuck. However, she wants you to raise those kids. No, she no joke. She goes, You kinda look like the dad now. And I oh like I was God. like I was like, Yep. That was, was the, planned. That was a planned move. Court press. Yeah. That was an absolute planned move. <laughs> Jesus. Like, she was going to the Alamo to get a hubby. <laughs> yep. And she yeah. would call you hubby too. I'm I'm the dad now. She was like, I'll hit you up on Facebook next time I want to go see a movie. I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hold on just a second. What would have happened if you would have uh, written on a card and <laughs> like told, to shut <laughs> told the, the people who work at Alamo that the woman sitting next to you won't stop talking to you? <laughs> they just escort her out and you're like studiously not making eye contact. <laughs> He's like, just like looks at it and then looks up at her. He's like, ma'am, someone in the theater. <laughs> When we do the dream sequence thing, are we, is that going to be solo? Red solo cup. Solo, dolo. Would you guys like to explain uh, how this session is going to start, or at least what I told you and what you had to do? Oh yeah. So you asked us gearing up to this session. You asked us to uh, ask one yes or no question about the campaign that you would answer truthfully uh, in the form of a dream. Wow, that was really succinct. Yeah. But I don't remember I, my dream I had last night, so you might have to <laughs> right. do it in Can real life. Can you tell us the dreams you gave us? <laughs> With your minds. Luke's, Luke's joke was that you were putting dreams in our head. Yeah. Which I did. Which mean, is like, you, you do You that. do, yeah, you do <laughs> pop up in my dreams a lot. That makes sense. Erotically. Oh, that makes sense. Oh. That makes sense. Oh. Oh. Oh boy. You know, it's good to practice. My panties are wet. <laughs> Same voice. Alright, well, with that, we'll start with Luke. So, do you remember the last thing that happened to Keith Vigna? I killed my brother. Or er, Yeah, basically. I, I yeah, orchestrated a plan to have my brother killed. Yeah, and then uh pulled it off. Pretty, pretty well. Pretty well. Also, yeah, I ended up there's a little collateral damage. <laughs> Not that Keith cares, but yeah. Jesus. Uh, what was her name? Joan. Joan. Joan and, and Fergie are both. Joan Robin. <laughs> and the last thing I believe that you did was you made it back to Hotel Motel and right. you put the watch that Ferguson had been wearing within the handkerchief into your hotel safe. Yes. The motel's safe in your room and then you went to sleep Keith Vigna you are standing at a bar it is empty except for yourself and the bartender and the place smells like piss and vomit it looks like people left in a hurry the man behind the bar he's like wearing clothes that would 
they look like they're from the Gilded Age, you know, late late eighteen hundreds. Okay. He he looks at you with a with a fearful smile. Uh, what can I get you, sir? Uh, answers? Cocaine? The 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 uh, the prior. What what's that? What do you say? The An- previous one. <laughs> the first one. Not the latter. As soon as you, I got uh, enough of that. As soon as you stumble <laughs> over all of those words, uh, the saloon-style doors of this wooden floor joint fling open as a woman that you recognize struts toward your side, carrying with her a massive trunk. She heaves it onto the bar and opens it up, revealing a few familiar items: the camera, the gun, and the radio are sitting there in the trunk. The camera's light is red as is the light on the gun. But the light on the radio is green, and you hear yourself say, Well, fuck, Mary. The camera won't be ready until one, and you know these other two take a few days. What if they came for me? What if they come for me? Immediately, she's gone, and Lloyd, the barkeep, pulls a corkscrew out of his pocket and holds it out and holds it on the bar in front of you, pointy side up. Abruptly, he slams his fucking head into the corkscrew and stares at you as he begins twisting the corkscrew, little bits of cocaine falling out of the hole in his head. You look down and the coke has fallen into perfect lines, forming a little stick figure family of uppers. You pull out a $100 bill that has Abraham Lincoln on it and you roll it up real tight. As you inhale the powder bumper sticker family, Lloyd steps backward, phasing through the wall of the bar and disappearing from sight completely. You are pulling into the police department parking lot in your police cruiser, and you have that weird feeling like you were on autopilot the whole drive. You were just remembering your dream from last night. That's not the only thing on your mind, though. You see yourself grabbing the revolver with your handkerchief, putting it in her hands and pulling the trigger. You see the flash. You see her blood spill out onto the duvet cover. You're parked in the contention police department parking lot. Damn. John Lee. The ground is hard, wet, and cold. You are rolling across it with relative ease, avoiding the sight of the older man in the fancy suit mopping the floor and singing mouth trumpet along with Louis Armstrong. Looking up out the window, you notice it is dark and stormy outside. The door that reads open from your side swings in and the bell atop the door rings, cueing the owner of this establishment to stop his portable music player and holler. We're closed for the night, bud. You look up to the figure standing in the doorway, their black cloak shielding their identity, just as they drop a massive book on the ground and stumble back out into the night. Your vision blurs and distorts, disorienting you, and it feels like the world is upside down. You look around, and you are sitting on the floor in the back of clinkers. The sound of some children's television program being blared over pool balls and drunken conversation is immediately nostalgic. A young Gary Daly, in an oversized sweater and tall white socks, walks in and pulls a large leather book out of his bag. 
He looks over his shoulder as he opens the book, and he winces as he rips a page from the big old tome. He pauses, listens, quickly puts the book back in his bag as he moves directly toward you with his torn sheet in hand. Pulling out a knife, Gary Daly begins chanting, reading from this paper. The script seems to catch little sparks as he mutters each phrase like a karaoke situation, but with paper and fire. He continues to chant as he presses the blade of the knife against his thumb, the elasticity of his skin gaining more and more tension until finally breaking under enough pressure and releasing the blood necessary to complete this spell. Gary Daly clenches his fist and holds it above your head, letting a few drops fall onto your bald baby head. The sparks ignite what remains of the paper, and the flames begin to float and dance in the air. These tiny bits of flame do a little synchronized jig around your head, bathing your body in warm light. The flames disappear, and Gary quickly grabs a rag and washes the blood off of your baby head while he talks to himself. Grandpa, you kooky old wizard. I hope this does him good. Well, two down, one to go. Hey. Hey, John. What are you thinking about? You realize you have pulled into the parking lot of the Contention Police Department in Drew's cherry red Mini Cooper with black stripes. A terrified Drew Andrews is sitting silently next to you, a woman who fashions herself to look like Arthur Herbert Fonzarelli from the 1970s television program Happy Days is sitting in the back seat holding both of your guns. She still has the guns. Every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching I'll you. Be watching you. All right, Joe. You remember the last thing that happened to Clark Bishop? Kinda. <laughs> I think you uh, kind of blacked out in an odd place and came to for a second in a taxi. Oh, you mean at the end? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you turned back and leaving you, uh, the mill. you were leaving the mill. Yeah. Which is probably just a coinkinink. Can't mean anything. Nope. You realize how close you are, and so you begin to run. You do not stop. You do not slow. You run. It is imperative that you get there, that you stop them. <laughs> Fuck! You're on the highway. You dodge the traffic. You can make it. You jump off the bridge. There's no way you're going to hit the water. You brace for impact. You've seen a lot of fucked up shit, but you can't remember a time when your shin bone was shooting through your kneecap. Fuck, your pain tolerance is incredible. You keep running. It doesn't really look like running anymore, but you fight through the awkwardness. The blood loss is massive. Then you see it. Your old nemesis. Your old buddy old pal. You remember why these animals are filling the creeks. You get the fuck in the creek too. Blood is trailing behind and the pain in your knee is searing. Your favorite black mass is following you along the shoreline. That's when you see it. You're just there in the window. Think fuck what happened stance. You keep hobbling down the creek trying to outpace your enemies before you're gone. At the closest point to your backyard you muster everything in your reserves and leap out of the creek waving your arms violently and shouting. You desperately attempt to get your attention. Run! Run! 
You can get it right this time! You wake up in the back of the cab as it makes a sharp turn and hits a curb. Looking out the window, you see that you have just arrived at the Contention Police Department. Yeah, yeah, like a, a horse walks into a bar. Yeah, yep. <laughs> except it was not. Uh, he wasn't there for drinks. He was there for, for a fight. <laughs> I was trying to think what I would do in that situation. You yell, "Why the long face?" <laughs> you get out of the way. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's a horse. You run. <laughs> no, that's what I mean though. Is that the video? It's a really skinny. Oh yeah, room. it's a narrow like all along this long bar. Yeah. Front, One of the like, guys like looks like he's about to get like kicked in the face. I know. Face. He like looks resigned to it. Like he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be able to outrun it. I'm not gonna be able to get across its path. Yeah. Is I'm it just gonna jumping have to stand and stuff? Here. Yeah. It's oh yeah. Bucking. It's freaking like yeah. It's out. saddle broke or something. Oh, and it's like a the horse fuck wood out. in a restaurant. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like it looks like a bucking bronco going like one way through this restaurant and then coming back the other way. Like as people just fucking like scatter. It made everyone a rodeo clown that day. It was it was kicking tables and chairs and shit. Like you could have had collateral damage. Exactly. From it was kicking that shit so hard. It was just, it was like a cartoon f- flinging a chair back this behind it. It was a terrified yeah, horse. On the news, yeah. it was like, yeah. they interviewed the owner and it says like, he likes to run away a lot. Uh, this isn't surprising. It's like, well, that's not good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. I brought it to this parade in the middle of yeah. town. Your horse is in my bar. Oh, classic. <laughs> classic uh, yeah. sea biscuit. <laughs> I always thought that might happen someday. <laughs> that's Beckett. Did you at least get a cool video of it? <laughs> Well, you got to look out for those chairs that are flying because they're flying at approximately one horsepower. Whoa. Damn. That was good. That was science. Boo. No, not boo. No, it's just true. Nay. (laughs) Hey. Hey. The town of... Hey is for horses, dude. Yeah. So close. (laughs) So close to a seamless transition. (laughs) Can I ask you in a question? (laughs) Oh, my God. Can we ask one more question now? Not more, bound more. by the truth. Yes, no restraints. Yeah, yeah, just shoot anything. Who, who did it? Who did it? He just doesn't have to tell us the truth. Or Who's no. the goo? Thomas's first question that he tried to send me was, "Who?" Uh, no, what was, the, was? What were the final hours of Maggie's Chief Maggie's life? Nice. I was like, reveal uh, that to me in a dream. Who killed her? <laughs> yeah. Tell oh, me who killed her. Yeah. Art galore, dude. I will say, you told us a while ago that you might give us a chance to ask a question. So for a while now, I've been thinking about really good, heart of the issue questions that you would have to elaborate on. Mm-hmm. And when you gave us the yes or no right at the end there, I was like, fuck. Yeah, and I only gave you like 10 hours to think about it. <laughs> I think mine was pretty good. The town of Contention is draped in a thin layer of fog on this sharp, blustery, not yet morning of December 5th. There is an old husky, a dirty shade of white, walking slowly down the middle of the road. The ancient dog's paw pauses mid-step when it hears the humming of car engines approaching, the only sound cutting through the dormant town aside from the howling of the wind. Through the arthritic pain pulsating through her joints, this old husky bounds off the street and down an alley as three cars, a yellow taxi cab, a cherry red Mini Cooper with black stripes, and a contention police cruiser pull into the contention police department parking lot. John, do you want to dis- or Thomas, do you want to describe what they see in the Mini Cooper? Yeah, um they see me. Oh shit, sorry. I'm not Thomas. 
I'm John Leap anymore. Let's oh, fuck it. You can tell us in Thomas. Yeah, they <laughs> s- <laughs> <laughs> they see um they see John Leap anymore. They see uh, Drew driving his car, which they would recognize as his. Right, right, right. And they see the Fonzie lady in the back seat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, does Clark have his wallet on him? Who get? Do we all get there at the same time? You all get there at the exact same time. Clark, you... They, okay, so then they would also see John Lee Petty more like eyes super wide, like yanking his head like at the lady, like... Mm. Mm. Like at mm. us, mm. like mm-hmm. get a load of this. Do I have everything on me? <laughs> you were wearing your pajamas mm-hmm. and you don't have your cell phone or your wallet or your gun on you. Okay. Or we're all in the parking lot. You're all in the parking lot. Okay. I get out of my cruiser. I assume I am. I've got all my police uniform and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I get out and I wait for them to get out. Uh, so I, I say, what's her name? You don't know yet. You've never asked her. First of all, I say, uh, all right, we never got this out of the way. First, I'm, I'm Officer John Lee Pettimore. Yeah, I know. Uh, what, what's your name? Rosemary. Rosemary, that's a very pretty name. Thank you. So check it out. If you want to get that gun, yeah, I do. Yeah, you're gonna to have to give us our guns back. That's fine. If it, just you, you know, if I go missing or anything, you're done. You're over. You will be taken. You will be tortured. Marvin Glass does not fuck around, and he wants this gun. He wants it real bad, and he's gonna get it. Ro- and uh, Ro- Rosemary, I really hope you understand that Marvin Glass is the least of my worries right now. And he can send all of his goons, but what we're dealing with is just a bit more stressful. That's why I want you to help me. So let's go get that gun. All right, let's go get that gun. Okay, gun, my guns, please, though. Okay. All right, th- thank you. And she hands your gun back to you, and she hands the gun that you let Drew have back I'd, to I'd him. I take it. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, uh, you guys would all notice there's a car in the parking lot that none of you recognize. It is a red 2001 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Hell yeah. Uh, I leaned up to my cabbie. Hey, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a little short. I, I don't have my wallet on me, my, my man. Is there any chance I could get this right on the house, pay you back next time I see you? He turns and looks at you, and he's just like, it's... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this the Sesame Street taxi driver? <laughs> it's Oscar. It's already been paid for. Oh. I was lynching. Okay. You uh, have a good night, and I get out. He drives off like as your first foot steps out of the door. Clark, who was that spooky cab driver? He was just uh, giving me a ride to the station here. Why don't you have, why are you in your pajamas? I was uh, sleepwalking. Yeah? I must have ended up here sleepwalking. Well, you're you're a great liar, Clark. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, everybody, I want you all to meet Rosemary. Hey. Rosemary, this is everyone. Hey, I remember. I immediately get freaked out. Hey, it's okay. Keith, Keith, get your gun on her. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 guys, hold on. Hold right, on. No, she, get, she doesn't have a... I got my guns. It's all good. How did you... It's okay. It's fine. We're working together. You guys are going to give me the gun, and then we're all going to be friends. Everything's going to be fine. What, well, what's going to happen, Rosemary, yeah. is that we're going to go 
with you to the city with the gun. Yeah, sure, whatever, fine. We might give Marvin the gun if he really decides he wants it at the end of things, but... Okay. Yeah, I think he wants it. <laughs> when did we decide all of this? You weren't really there. You see, she had just executed two of my cousins um, for no particular reason. Well, they were Keith, running get away. Your gun out. Keith, get your gun uh, on her. I've got two guns on her. She's fine. She's. I do she's have, I have my hand on know. my gun, but it's, it's still holstered. Anyway, y'all remember... Uh, Y'all remember the Glass Boys, uh, Jermaine and Albert, is it? Alfred. Alfred, uh, one of whom disappeared. The other one wasn't quit babbling about that gun. Yep. Well, so uh, Rosemary here and Charles Donovan, they're in our little town trying to find those boys, trying to find the gun Mm -hmm. uh, that... Alfred, which one's around? Which one's gone? Which one's around? Alfred's still around, but I mean, yeah, not really Alfred, mentally. Yeah, he won't shut up about the gun. So Marvin Glass, that's Alfred's daddy. He really wants that gun. So we're going to go talk to him? Well, Marvin Glass is the head of the Glass crime family, and uh, I think if he wants his boy back, he has some considerable resources we might be able to call upon to help us fight this unholy terror that's descended upon our town. So I kind of made an executive decision, and I enlisted the mob to help us. I'm here. I'm the mob, <laughs> and we're all going to do great together, I think. The Contention Police Department and the Glass Crime Family are going to be wonderful business partners from here on uh, out. Uh, in temporary cahoots. And she uh, puts her hand on Clark Bishop's common, shoulder. Yeah. Clark, you cool with I, that? Good, good. Uh, Keith, you cool with that? I, sure. Uh, I elbow right. her and get away from the hand, and I turn directly to John. Why does Marvin want the gun? Well, okay, because that's, see, that's what's going to happen is Marvin wants the gun because he thinks he can turn his boy back around. We have just seen the gun disappear, people, so I think it doesn't really work that way. But I think if we all put our heads together, we can maybe bring some people back like Tildy B. Rosemary leans forward, putting her head in the center of the group. I push her back out. (laughs) Not Ro- Rosemary. This is and I kind of close off that gap. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were. Uh, no, thought sorry, we were putting our heads. No, Rosemary. Together. This this isn't about you, really. That's okay. um, fine. So yeah, he wants he wants that gun because he thinks it'll, it'll help his boy or bring his boy back. I think the only way to get the boy back is to defeat this, you know, ancient evil that's descended upon us. And uh, I think we might need more than just the three of us to do that. So. I thought maybe a bunch of mafia goons would help things out, like and one very motivated mafia boss trying to get his his son back. Yeah, do you see? I mean, because I don't have any better ideas. Because they like the feds came by and they weren't much help. They're like, call this number if you don't solve it in two days. So I called the mob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John, when when would uh, when would we be heading up to the city? Right, right now. Uh, you guys don't. I was gonna go. Me and Drew, we're going to go. You all can go, though. It might be helpful, too. But I don't know if we should leave. Uh, you know what? I mean, it's an hour away. The goo's not going to eat the town in two hours, right? Well, I hope not. Did you all see that dog on the way over here? Why was it out of the water? Oh. Y'all seen any more? Have we, uh, can I do a perception check or awareness check to see if I've noticed other dogs or animals wandering around? Like, not. You wouldn't need to roll to know that it's been like this for a couple days now where there haven't been any animals. And this is absolutely the first animal you've seen not in water in a couple days. Okay, cool. How far back was that dog? Just right before we turned in, right? Let's go catch it. Or talk to it. We're always pet, thinking with your stomach. Pet it. It uh, it was pet a, it. A black lab, was it? No, it was a, a husky, an old husky. Why? You having weird dreams or something about black labs? No, uh, Carrie Page's dog's still missing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we know the creek to find that dog in. 
it wasn't there when we passed it last night. Fuck, maybe that dog. Well, maybe you should go get your on. your clothes on. That's a good idea. One of you boys want to give me a ride home real quick? Don't you not have extras in the lockers right in there? Do I? Yeah, absolutely. I'll go in and get changed. Yeah. Yeah, Clark, I, honestly, you're disgracing the badge right now. <laughs> Just Clark going in? Yeah. Oh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to go get that gun. Ah, right. I want to stay out here and look at the dog, look for the dog. I want to go inside <laughs> with them. I toss I toss <laughs> the handgun to Drew, and I'm like, Drew, guard her. <laughs> no, bad. Well, I guess she's we've got what she wants, so. And he finally catches it. I'm like, all right, all right, all right, everybody come in. You two come inside. Yeah, I'll, I'll come in. You follow us, Rosemary. Yeah, okay. As I'm heading toward the door, I notice that car. Yeah. And I don't open the door, and I look back at you guys. You guys know whose car that is? That red? No, I've never seen that car before. No I, idea. I, I look through the glass of the police department. Do I see anybody through the glass? You don't see anybody through the glass, but you do see that the desk that Drew uses that is within sight of the doorway has papers stacked super high on the desk that weren't there the last time you were at the station. And Drew normally keeps his desk pretty clean. Drew, give me that gun. <laughs> give me back. All right. Now get down. Get behind one of these cars, Drew. Okay. A, a bigger one than your Mini Cooper. Okay. All right. Be safe, buddy. I want to go look inside that car. Okay. I want to kick the door down, holding both those guns, and shout, freeze, motherfucker, at contention, PD. Okay. Let's take those one at a time. So first, Keith, you walk over to the red 2001 <laughs> Mitsubishi Eclipse. Freeze, motherfucker! Contention PD! I put my hands up. (laughs) (laughs) And do you, uh, what do you do? You kick in the door? I'll I'll wait. I'm about to, but I see him go over there, so I pause with my foot. Yeah, I put my finger up. I'm like, shh. Oh, I've got two guns. In case the car can hear us. Totally. So you look inside of it, and... Inside the car, you see there's a big container of creatine powder sitting in the floorboard of the shotgun seat. That's like protein powder, right? Protein powder, yes, sir. And you also see two empty cans of Red Bull, the big ones. The big ones. You also see a pair of Oakleys sitting on the seat, the shotgun seat. Boys, it looks like we're dealing with the... A strong a foe here. <laughs> a douchebag. We got a real douchebag. Is this here. a this is a two door car? I believe it is a two door car. Okay. Anything in the, like the back seat? No. Okay. I turn around and I'm like, yeah, let's go inside. Okay. So I, yeah, I kick open the door and I I shout, potential proof, <laughs> <laughs> potential CD, contention PD, freeze, douchebag. And as you rush in, I assume, Uh to the police department, you see a young man who was just previously, like, uh, walking furiously back and forth. Uh, He's frozen, solid, hands up in the air. Uh, He's wearing a navy blue suit with a white shirt and a red striped tie. And in one hand, he is holding a large can of Red Bull. Drop it, party boy. He drops the can of Red Bull and it hits the ground and begins to spill onto the carpet, the like very thin, shitty carpet of the contingent police department. Oh, look, you made a mess in my police department. I come in behind John. I'm not, I'm just literally at his back talking over him. Who are you? Men, it seems that I have uh, found myself the contention police officers that I am here to talk to. If you would come on down and reach into my jacket pocket here, 
I think we won't have an issue when you see, oh, it's a badge. It's not a gun. It's a badge. I do. I'm you, John, you keep your gun mm-hmm. on him. I also have my gun aimed at him. Mm-hmm. I'm heading over there, and I'm reaching for the thing in my pocket as I go for the, the his penis. The thing in your pocket? Yeah. The penis. Okay. Oh shit! Yeah. Okay. Uh, as you, as you, and I'm going. I want to. I want to see his badge. Okay. So you reach in, just right there. Yes, it's that one. And you pull an FBI badge. As soon as I see it, I point up and shoot. Oh. Into the into the bottom neck area. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, roll. If you could roll firearms check for me. Pass forty three on an eighty. All right. And he rolled an ot four. Uh, which means that you win. So yours is higher and passed. Oh, that's right. Yep. So describe what happens. Real quick, what were you competing on there? Uh, I used his alertness to see if he would recognize that it was coming in order to even try to resist the attack. Gotcha. Okay. We don't talk about mechanics very much. I typically just roll. But yes, ask that more often. And I can always explain what I'm doing. I don't think that was a listener thing. That was just for me. Like, yeah, what absolutely. Was, I don't think anybody's going to give a shit. But I don't think the people who listen to this will care. If you give a shit, don't <laughs> listen to us. Yeah, we are barely playing by rules. <laughs> oh, I am always cheating. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a critical success every time. High tension moment. So what happens? Uh, so I shoot, and you guys see a uh, little tranquilizer dart hit him. I hope it's really quick acting. He goes... Oh my God! What in the world is as he like starts to wobble and wobble, and then he looks at you and he's like, "Hey, what's up?" I look at the badge. What's the name on it? Agent Chad. Hey, Trent Chad. Trent Chad. Hey, uh, hey, Agent Chad, are, are you, you with me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to sit down, and I kind of help him sit in a yeah. nearby chair. Oh, I love sitting. <laughs> I turn back to John. I'll explain, but get Keith in here. Okay, my gun is on you yeah. now. By the way, <laughs> trust trust me, John. Please, I please. do. You're you're Clark. Yeah, I walk come in. Like what? What are you doing? Wait, you got one of those for Rosemary? Do we need it? Hey, what? Yeah, what's go? <laughs> well, hold on, what's going on here? How many you got? Uh, I think just one more is that just a trank or like what'd you just do i'll I'll explain to you guys we can just shoot her here's what's going on uh i had a i hope you guys will respect my privacy you're pretty but i had some stuff happen last night and i i just want you to trust me that i got it on good authority that the fbi was going to be here this morning and that it was our job to make sure they didn't report back about all the crazy shit that was happening here in contention when you said good authority they gave me this gun these trank darts and uh, they said that these darts are special, and uh, whoever we trank them with, they'll have to obey our orders for a while. Okay. Oh, do you know how long a while is, mechanically speaking? I don't know it in in, in world or mechanically. I guess we'll just find out. <laughs> uh, I think our best bet, though, is to give them a bunch of instructions right the fuck now. <laughs> to we have to fry and pan them over the head. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man, that's really cool. It's a really cool gun you got there. What are we going to tell him to do? Here, my, my only thought is just to make sure he leaves and doesn't come back. And whatever he tells his superiors is something that doesn't make them want to come back. Okay. Man, as much as I want to send him on some hypnotized shenanigans, I think that's probably the best bet. Do you think that we'd have time for shenanigans afterward? Sure. (laughs) Drew? Yeah, I was right behind you guys the whole time. 
I told buddy, I told you to get the Honda car. Oh yeah, uh, I snuck in here. I guess. Did you get upset after. when you saw that your paperwork was all disturbed? Well, I, I, you know how I like my desk to always be clean. Hey Drew, uh, those papers over there are they all yours or some of them his? Drew starts looking through. He has pulled out tons of files out of your filing cabinets and is sorting through them. They're all ours. Though. Yeah. So hey, buddy, who sent you here? Yeah, the FBI. And what did they tell you you might find here? Three of the worst police officers in the history of the United States of America. <laughs> I guess that's, I guess that's you guys. I would normally take immense offense to that, but I understand that in today's law enforcement, it's often more of a PR game than anything, and frankly, we've been whiffing that pretty mightily. So you might not know what we're doing to actually save the world. I think we're probably the best police officers in America, mm-hmm. I would say. Hey, Chad, you ever... Certainly the bravest. Have you ever conducted a uh, a, uh, a press conference? You ever, you ever conducted a press conference for yourself? Press conferences are my uh, specialty. Uh, Guys, what uh, if we have him we, calm down the populace yeah. also? Yes, Chad. I, uh, I'm very good with public relations. Uh, everyone loves me all the time. Uh, well, mostly... Uh, why wouldn't they? Yep. Yeah, can, so can you relate to the public What should us? we tell them that is going on then? What if we... Oh, shit. Well, what we'll tell them is that there has been... Uh, <laughs> it's super dark, but <laughs> here's a possible... <laughs> here's a possible cover story. All right, we tell them that contention is a crossroads for human trafficking and that all their children and people that have been disappeared are in slavery. Yeah, so what he's going to say is that the FBI has a task force on the way. Uh, the meager resources of the contention PD were overwhelmed despite the brave efforts of all the officers here. And that if you see anything rela- like black goo related, why don't you just call on in to Drew down here at the hotline and let him know. Maybe, but if we, if maybe not the black. Maybe goo. not the maybe black. Goo. The black well, goop. Maybe just <laughs> maybe, the stuff I mean, flattering us. We could tell them to give the contention PD as wide a berth as possible. That they are still part of the task force, and right? Are, and are the feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. So d- mm-hmm. don't interfere with us. Yeah. We should also say we're working closely with the First Church of Contention. I had a. I wide was berth. thinking we might have the conference at the church. Yeah. Oh. Clark, you are. That's good. You're a genius. Clark is a. You got a he, mind. He's kind of. Rocking back on his heels, a little bit proud of that. <laughs> so, so do we want to have that untelevised event that he does, and then send him on his way back and say they got it under control, or actually have the FBI come out here and no, we don't want them to come. No, out here. <laughs> I think we have him do the press conference, and then get the fuck out of town and don't ever come back. Don't ever come back. Nope. Tell us, tell his superiors that it uh, must have been a false alarm. That contention PD's got everything under control in that town. A and bizarre it's, internet hoax. There you go. It's just an attack on small town America. Ooh. What time do you guys want to have this conference? Because we're gonna need to. We should do it today. What time is it right now? Early. It is super early. It's like five in the morning, four thirty in the morning. Maybe. You know what? Why don't we? We don't know how much longer these truth serum darts are gonna work. Let's hold it. Want to call it? Zon- they're practically a ten a.m. press conference. Like, I'm hoping. No, 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 no. What we gotta do is go down to that church right the fuck now. Get up on the auditorium, film one of them on our smartphones, and get him out of here. And then go back. I don't think it should be filmed, Th- though. That's not a bad idea if we film it and just give it to the local television it, station yeah. on the morning news. Yeah. We can pose in front, uh, all Mr. Science Theater style, just silhouetted, acting like reporters. 
Hey, question. Clark is already heading toward the evidence locker to find that camera that we always use for filming things. Okay. Absolutely. I like that. And then we'll send when it into... When you go back there... What is the local... Uh, <laughs> what is the local news channel? We probably just get the city news out here. Yeah, that's right. We're only an hour away. Probably the only news around is the city. Well, there's probably a couple radio... I mean... Of course, there's a couple radio stations that we all listen to yeah. and love, local talk radio. Ooh, let's do that. Let's do a public service announcement on the radio. You could even have Wolf the Dog uh, yeah. post it. Yeah. Well, everybody in town loves Wolf the Dog. That's true. <laughs> okay, I like the idea. All right, let's get this done quick. We, we can just record it right here then. Yep. All right, say this, idiot. What? Drew, type up something pretty for this dumbass to say. Okay the fuck <laughs> i have to do it all i don't know if it's necessary that we even say anything because no. we've said what he's gonna say so the bullet points that we want to hit are uh everything's okay let the contention pd do whatever the fuck they want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and don't worry everything's gonna be all right and, and that the contention everything the contention pd has been doing has been a okay okay what we needed them to do above and beyond don't worry but be careful out there yeah so we have him say that. Yeah. Awesome. We can have Drew email it over to Wolf the Dog. Yeah. I mean, for immediate release. Exactly. Yeah, 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 for yeah, immediate yeah. release. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Have him play it a couple times over the over the course Exclusive. of the day. Exclusive. Perfect. Well, because that's the thing. Is like Breaking this, this news. This is going to be a big news. They're going to want this. They're not totally. going to. Yeah. This is hot shit. They're not going to not want this. Hot They're, shit. Okay. Well, they've been waiting you know, to hear something hot from shit. you guys. Um, that was mostly Drew's fault. Oh, and tell tell him to repeat it. Oh, like, hey, every, yeah. Should every we half have hour? somebody else besides Drew email him? Remember when he didn't tell us about those 30 missing people? <laughs> I think his heart's in the right place. But <laughs> Well, you guys are right here. You can watch me. We can all email them together. <laughs> Drew, the whole, the whole point of your job is that you're supposed to be able to do it while we're not watching you. Yes, and uh, that was an excellent opportunity for uh, this story. Well, you can prove yourself to us by doing it correctly, and how about you get dressed? Yeah, buddy. And let's let's do the next thing. Uh, retroactively, as soon as agent is done oh, recording. Can we start over? Can we start over? <laughs> as soon as the agent is done recording, and maybe those two are getting the email sent off, I'm telling them about. And now, I'm going to need you to go back to your superiors and tell them kind of what you said on that news broadcast, that everything's okay here in the contention area. Yeah. And uh, that there's no reason to send anybody else down here. For a while, at least, but just probably never hoax. need them again. Okay. It's just an internet hoax. So I did it. I did it right. I just oh, solved the case, buddy. You I pat him on the great. back. You did. You did. You killed. And you was your you, boss. And you look strong. Promotion. You look you strong, strong and energized, you look buddy. Well, th- thank you. Look at, them. Uh, look at them wings. I appreciate. It. Uh, I I'll just go. Uh, I'll just go get in my car. Oh, hey, wait, real quick. Before you fucking go, could you mop up that Red Bull you spilled? Yeah, of course. All right, thanks, you dumb piece of shit. And then I shoot him dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, we're going to have to lure another FBI agent down here and hypnotize him all over again. And he's going to have to clean up this mess. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't shoot him. I failed my firearm check. (laughs) Clark, when you go to the back of the police station to grab your change of clothes, you have a habit of peeking in on the cells. Mm-hmm. There's no one in the cells. Dr. Marie Jacobs is gone. Dr. Marie Jacobs and the body of Doug Jacobs are no longer in the cells. Are all our artifacts still there? The cell doors are locked. Oh, God. 
I do the cartoon walk by and then slowly walk back. <laughs> <laughs> and you confirm. Uh, no one's there. Hey, boys, I'm still going to get changed, but uh, cells are empty. God fucking damn it. Like, like, I, keep, I go back and keep get changed. But just the people around, not our stuff. The stuff is in the locker. The stuff right? is in the evidence room, I yeah. think. None of us just, let them just out. Just look for yourself as I kind of motion with a hand over toward him. Okay, I go. We go check it out. Hey, Clark, did you did you notice that everybody's gone? <laughs> I don't. I don't respond. <laughs> Put my clothes what on. The f- oh, this is, I do. I check the. Keith, I, ch- I check the doors to make sure that they're actually locked. They're locked and secured. Well, um, this is a quandary. I come back into the room fully dressed. Oh, hey. I, I checked the locks. <laughs> I tried Marie Jacobs' cell phone number, which I assume we acquired during routine police paperwork. Yeah, that, that flies. It goes to voicemail immediately. It doesn't ring. I turned to Drew. Hey, Drew, when was the last time you noticed them in there? Well, they were in there last night. Isn't it last night right now? Well, they were in there like seven hours ago for sure. Well, it's a good thing we're in a police station with cameras. Let's go check those. Nice. A fist bump, Keith. <laughs> Watching the security footage of the last couple of hours, fast forwarding through, you see the cat in your police station running all over the place, constantly jumping, 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 jumping from spot to spot to spot, hiding, running, running. And when you are watching the footage of the, of the cells, you see both Dr. Marie Jacobs and the body of Doug Jacobs silently just like get really scared and move back up against the wall and they start kind of moving away and then all of a sudden you see their bodies picked up off the ground and slammed into the ground and slammed into the ground and then as if they were never there they are gone what the hell could that have been i want to <laughs> if you guys could uh go ahead and roll sanity do we need to Oh, that's a really good point because you have seen We've this happen a lot of times. I, we just know what it is, but I pass anyway. Mm, because, and especially because it was also on camera, I, I won't call for a sanity roll there. I want to rewind the tape and get to the very moment that the cat started freaking out and see if I can tell which direction it was looking when it started freaking out. Interesting. Did the cat get good too? Uh, you didn't see the cat disappear. As you're finding the spot where the cat got freaked out, it was looking up. I look up. You see the paneled ceiling of the police department. You know, the kind of ceiling that they have in classrooms that you can sure. throw pencils into. Drop ceiling. Drop ceiling. That's Drop it. ceiling. Um, so, hey, y'all remember when the body of John Peters fell from the sky onto my cop cruiser? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, was, that happened up. You know what I mean? The sky opened. Well, I mean, that happened... Up. Assume that cat was looking up. Happened in the junkyard body. Happened. We're not talking about the slamming. Yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying. Is that yeah, the falling from the sky is. Yeah, the falling from the sky is uh, different. But like they got smashed repeatedly into the ground and then disappeared. The Julie Maxwell and Leo Piston got smashed into the ground and then disappeared. John Peters. John Peters, John Peters fell, fell from, from the, the sky, sky and did not disappear. The first body fell and didn't disappear. Good work. Yep. Very succinctly put, Keith. Thank you. Seems like we might be dealing with the same. Uh, Do you think it's all the same goo? Probably all the same goo. And we, 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 <laughs> did we figure out, we think that the 
the animals can see the goo? Well, they can. They can animals sense see, it have a sense it. preternatural awareness. What if we all turn into cats? Clark, right now, I think that's best case scenario. <laughs> and then we could just run free, John. Well, I think we're gonna have to wait till the till the radio like turns back on. That. We're gonna have to wait till the radio turns back on to uh, test that <laughs> theory out. I uh, I kind of do a sheepish laugh. I, we can't do that. Real quick, just get, I I don't know how any of this all works, but I was thinking about. I think at some point one of us is probably going to have to shoot ourselves with that gun to go to this other place where all this weird shit and those photographs are coming from. And then maybe the radio somehow or the helmet. One of them, I think there's a sequence maybe that takes you there and brings you back. But I'm not sure what swapping bodies has to do with it. Maybe one of us has to die. Well, we'll be able to take a picture again today. Why? I don't don't know why. Well, so I think... Why? You think it's on a daily on a daily timer? Why did you say that? Did you have some kind of weird dream about that? I don't know. I just it was. I felt like that was just in my mind. I don't know how I knew that. So something I was thinking about is the last time. Uh, I think maybe around one o'clock today we'll be able to take a picture. That's specific, Keith. It's just a, it's it's hey, in my mind. It's a hunch. Keith. I don't know how I know it though. Yeah. All right. What the hell do you know, buddy? <laughs> hey, that's Keith, what can, I know. Keith, roll, roll to be a better liar. Keith, is Keith, it uh, Keith rolled a lie to us right now? Is it is it weird shit? I don't know. I just it popped into my head. I but put my hand on Keith's shoulder. I, weird weird shit is all around us, man. If you just happen to know this, I fucking believe you, man. I just knew it. I don't know. I can't remember how or what. Did we not all know that? Can I do a human to see if he's lying I didn't know it. about just knowing that? I don't like to play where you can roll human against other players. Oh, so Luke just gets the bullshit. We've also. So early on, there was a time I played with a different group and somebody had an incredibly high persuade and they just forced Dean's player to keep doing stupid stuff by rolling persuade <laughs> against him. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't like sound fun. I mean, it no, sounds it's fun. objectively the worst scenario. <laughs> it was, that's a really good point. Of it was really yeah. kind of funny a person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, for everyone except for Dean. Yeah, right. uh, which well, is yeah. annoying. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, well, you can just play my character then. Yeah, uh, so, well, so then, I, I don't like it. Ever what are the recourses then? for discovering if a player is lying to you? What do you think? Well, I was about to say, if you want to play it out, I, I've, I've kind of just said that I believe him. Yeah, so let's role play it. You cannot believe me if you don't want. I don't believe that you just know it. I think you got more you're not telling us. Well, let's, Is there any reason why you're not telling us? I Honestly, it just popped in my head. I thought maybe... Did you not? Did we not already know? You know, I might be wrong. Even let's just see. Let me go check and see. Is it red still? You guys walk into the evidence locker, and you see the helmet, and its light is red. You see the camera, its light is red. You see the gun, its light is red, and you see the radio, and its light is green. 